the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you don't want to talk about? I just don't want you to be shy. The goal of the show is to motivate you to get to retirement. The goal of the show is not to get you scared or fearful. Yeah, there's going to be moments when the market is lower. We hit 1701 today on the SP 500. It's a pretty good crack. That's a big psychological number for some people. Is it the end all be all? Is it the woohoo? Let's party, party. It's really not. Not in my book. Um, it's just a number. So I want to be very, very cautious about getting too excited. Opening rally is ripping from the headlines this morning. ADP employment change. Second quarter GDP yesterday was pretty good. Fed's policy directive didn't contain any specific threats or thoughts about when tapering's going to happen. And the market wrote it out. Best July since 2010. Up 5%. Now remember, there's that ridiculous phrase out there that says sell in May and go away. This year the markets were up big. Made sense. Maybe there won't be a lot of volume. Maybe that'll be the cause of the pullback. Traders are locking in profits before they go to the beach for the summer. The inability of the stock market to capitalize on the positive headlines provokes chatter. That... It may be on the cusp of a correction, or at least due for a setback. Every setback that we've had in the last six, seven, eight months has been met with people stepping up and buying. Listen to this. China's PMI for July was a reading of 50.3. Any number above 50 is expansion. Any number below 50 is contraction. So that's expansion. Not a lot. But it's expansion. The Eurozone PMI manufacturing index came in a reading of 50.3. Once again, expansion. Europe check, China check. Initial claims for the United States fell to 326,000, down 19,000. Okay, okay, okay. Some of that's a little bogus because summertime car manufacturing plants shut down, reopen, shut down, reopen. But that's pretty good. Right? Are you with me? That should open up to a stronger pop opportunity for the Friday jobs report. Which, honestly, I feel like Cinder Rumpelstiltskin. Like, I think I can go to sleep now and just wake up Friday morning and see what the number is and then go back to sleep. ECB President Mario Von Dom Draghi. He said he expects key rates to remain at present or lower levels for an extended period of time. Okay, check, 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 check. Easy money. Procter & Gamble, they beat expectations. Procter & Gamble's just smoking. ExxonMobil, not so much. GM and Ford, great sales of cars, and, well, actually more so, great sales of trucks. 
Okay, did you see anything bad in there? Because I didn't. Now let's take a teensy, teensy, weensy pink. Let's take a look-see. Let's take a look live. See how the market's doing. Interrupt us, bell us. Too soon, too soon. Um, SP 500 up 18, 17.03. Dow up 146. It's at 15,645. NASDAQ up 38. It's at 36.65, 13 year highs. SP 500 all time highs. Liddell Jones Industrial Average. All-time highs. Are you feeling the mojo? Is the, Are you feeling good? Or is this too good to be true? Where are you at with this? I need you to make a, make a decision. This is a civil war. You need to pick a side. I got an email from a man yesterday that says, I've got a lot of money in cash. I thought I saw a top, so I sold. I'm just praying for a 10% correction. Why play that game? I pray in two places. In church. In fact, they're both on Sunday. In church and on the football field. I hope my team wins. I hope there is a heaven. I hope my sins are forgiven. I don't hope and pray about the stock market. That's capitalism. Um, I love you, Warren Buffett. He was hanging out with Breaking Bad last night at a premiere. He's 82 years old, and he's hanging out with Aaron Paul at the show's final season. I love Warren Buffett. He just became one step closer to the proverbial stock guy that I know he is. He's a huge fan. He said, not only is the story compelling, it's a really interesting story. The acting suburb, it's not just one. They're all great actors. Um, he said, it's my number one show by far. The man's worth $53 billion. And he's all about Eisenberg. In fact, he goes on to talk a little bit about the business model. The guy makes the best crystal meth on the street. He doesn't have a big distribution. You make the best and people come to you. The Mexican cartel has the distribution. They've got the mean, rough Nasty, horrible people on the corner streets that'll hit you if you don't pay, if you don't if they get you addicted on their drug. They got the distribution. Does this remind you of any company? Apple? We make the best product. We don't care. We make the best product. Why don't you sell a cheap version? Because we make the best product. Buffett said he used Netflix to binge watch the show. Unlike most, however, he was able to get creator showrunner Vince Gilligan to send him DVDs of the fifth season so that he could be fully caught up on the premiere. Warren Buffet said, how does the show end? And Gilligan said, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Did he not just take one step up? I think he did in my book. ExxonMobil says its income fell 57% in the second quarter on weaker refining results, lower production, and a minus a big gain in the quarter. Wow. I'm calling poor man on ExxonMobil. They only earned $6.86 billion in the last 90 days. I don't know how they... How do you go home to mom? 
It's like Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack. I guess that was more of a nagging wife. Jack, go buy us a cow so we can get milk. Instead, he buys beans. and Ooh, that led to a golden egg, right? So ExxonMobil's all-time high is $95. It's at $92. They only earned $6.8 billion in the last nine weeks. Uh, in the last three months. I'm all discombobulated. Please forgive me. Um, so we're not going to call poor on ExxonMobil. You know, yeah, they've kind of missed out on the fracking boom in the United States. And yeah, they've got to spend billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to find more oil. Chevron, a company I own, just under its all-time high. Got a big event, retirement planning event coming up tonight. This is my day from HE Double Toothpicks. Going to be in San Rafael, 6.30 to 9. There's about 15 seats left. Retirement boot camp, four points by Sheraton. Get there early because it's going to be crowded. Thursday, 6.30 to 9 tonight. You can sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Nielsen's looking at Facebook's video audience reach, and it may be bigger than the TV networks. That's probably the freakiest thing that we've learned in the last 30 days about Facebook is these video ads that they're going to be serving. They're going to be charging more for a 15-second all-day video ad than a Super Bowl commercial. And that's why I think you look at them. If there's any big pullback, you look at them because of that one basic story. Joining me now, Michelle Lerman, state planning attorney. How are you, Michelle? I'm good, Rob. Sounds like you're driving or something. No, I'm actually sitting here uh, in my kitchen about to get ready to go to the office drinking tea and talking Ah. to you. Very nice. You're going to be seeing me tonight at Retirement Boot Camp from 630 to 9, four points by Sheraton. We've got just a few seats left. It's in San Rafael. I'll talk economy and stocks. Chad will talk um, some you know, retirement income needs, managing taxes, health care, uh, retirement products that you want to avoid. What will you talk about tonight? I'm going to talk about the five biggest estate planning problems that are created by things going better, property values going up, assets val- asset values going up. What are the estate planning problems that that causes, and how can they be solved easily? Can they be solved easily? They really can. And, in fact, one of the biggest problems is that people have an overly complicated estate plan. And people know about things called idgits and cuperts and Q-tips and eyelets. I mean, it can be so confusing that you're dizzy. Just thinking about it, you're dizzy, let alone trying to get an estate plan. And a lot of people just have an overly complex plan for what their needs are. So we'll talk about what phase one estate planning is, what most people need, and then talk about why you might want to add something called an eyelid or or a cupert. But just that basic planning is, yeah, it can be simple. And it could yet be incredibly unapproachable. 
I think a lot of people freak out at the idea of setting up a trust and what does it mean? How do I do it? How do I fund it? Um, what if I get a divorce? What if I don't get a divorce? What if... Uh, it, it's it's pretty daunting. Like, for instance, I got an email from someone yesterday that said, should I put my 401k inside of a trust? And it seems like you should already have an answer for that versus, you know, consider... Uh, people are still searching for answers, I guess, to questions that they have. Right, right. And that 401k question um, is actually a big one because I think today more and more people are saving within an IRA or a 401k, right? Wouldn't you uh-huh. say? I, we hope so, yeah. but yeah. the sad truth is most people save in cash. Mm-hmm. But I hear you. I hear what you're trying to get at. Yeah. So as people's IRAs and 401ks increase, they might have a great living trust or a will, but a living trust or a will isn't going to control that 401k or IRA. It's not going to control it. It doesn't. It's not controlled by a living trust or a will. It's controlled by the beneficiary designation. And so sometimes what we actually do is we create uh, terms of a trust on the beneficiary designation. But the, tr- the living trust or the will is not going to control typically uh, an IRA or a 401k. Now, what are some of the easy things that you can throw out there that will make people happy and want to seek out a estate planning attorney? Well, one of the easy things is that if you don't have a lot of assets and you really have all of your savings in retirement accounts or 401k, maybe all that you need is really a simple will. And you don't need to log on to any, you know, buy any sort of a kit or see an attorney if all that you really need is a simple will. So that might make people um, happy, right? Getting something free. (laughs) And there's an website where the state of California helps set you up with that you know, step-by-step exactly. step simple wheel. Exactly. So we'll talk a yeah, little bit about that tonight. It's actually through the um, California uh, State Bar, and I'm happy if anyone needs it. I'm happy to give the link for that, and you log on to the California State Bar. See, attorneys aren't all bad. <laughs> And you log on to that, and uh, there's a statutory, that means that it's in our law, it's in the California code, and there's a statutory will form. And it can be printed out and filled in, and there's directions. Um, and so there's a, there's an easy way to get an estate plan done. Who's the perfect, or when is the earliest age where someone's ideal for doing an estate plan? I say two things. Okay. One, when they buy a house, because in California, if you should die and you own a house, it's much more expensive to distribute the house to your loved ones than if you hold title to the house in a living trust. So I would say number one, when you buy uh, any real property. Um, and number two, I would say as soon as you have kids, because then you start needing to think about a guardian. My goodness, who's going to care for the kids if something happens to you? And it could be as simple as wife thinks one person, father thinks another, and you two get in a car crash, and suddenly families hate each other all because of your children. Right. So Right. Grandmother yep. is you know, thinking that the grandmother should take it. The aunt is thinking that the aunt should take care of, of those of those kids and except for the aunt is obsessive compulsive 
So we don't, you know, we don't want the aunt, and the sister just happens to be on medications as well. So it's complicated. Right. It so. is. It is. Or the grandmother is an older grandmother, and then you think, wow, how long is grandma going to be in the children's life? Is that is that what's best for the for the children? So it is complicated, and the best person to make that decision is you. You know, we need to make those decisions and not have a judge make some decision like that. Okay, now your children are starting to leave the nest, so to speak. So the decisions that you made 10, 15 years ago, do you have to update your trust? Absolutely. It's critical to update a trust. In fact, I think that's the number one problem I see is that uh, people don't prepare a plan at all. The The second problem is that people don't transfer assets into a trust when they have a trust. And the third biggest problem is they don't update it. I've seen situations where the person named is a deceased spouse or the person named is a prior prior spouse. They've gotten divorced and they just never never changed their estate plan. So oh. yeah, it definitely has to be updated. Thanks very much. It's Michelle Lerman, you can meet her tonight in San Rafael at the Four Points Sheraton in Wren, San Rafael in particular. It's a retirement workshop boot camp. Meet her, myself, CFP, Chad Burton. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's uh, an event geared towards retirement and trust issues and, and you know passing your assets on smartly and wisely and having them last till the day you die. Sign up at robblack.com. Spanish PMI contracted. Boo. American manufacturing activity ramps in July. Yay. S&P 1701. Start chilling the Moe Chandon because it's going to be a day drinking activity. Record highs. No, I'm not going to day drink. I'm going to drive tonight. Don't drink and drive. How about that for financial advice? It's expensive. First ticket, pro- first DUI is probably going to run you about $10,000. Second one, about 20000 China surprises manufacturing is expanding. The Eurozone manufacturing returns to growth. And that's what we got. It's one of those days that... The first-time unemployment claims are really low. You can't get too excited by that. But, with that said, we're taking this all in stride, and we're pleased. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. I challenge you to call. It's 800-516-1220. Mama June, Honey Boo Boo's mom, has lost 72 pounds. Or... It's crazy when you look at... That's another thing. Like, Don't get a DUI. Don't gain a lot of weight. Weight costs money. In insurance, weight costs money. In healthcare, weight costs money. In you know, getting hired for a job or not. Right now we get the S&P 500. Up 17. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 132. And the NASDAQ up 39. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. 
He's with New Focus Financial. We've got seminars coming up, wealth preservation, retirement planning. You can learn more about them at robblack.com. We all know how to accumulate wealth. Well, no, I'm not going to say we all know, but we've got the general concept to accumulate wealth. When do you start drawing down on your IRA, your individual retirement account? Well, you have to start drawing on it, on your IRAs, 401ks, um, even not on Roth IRAs unless you inherit one, but at the age of 70 and a half. So what you actually have to do in retirement prior to your asset allocation planning is do your income and tax planning. Okay. So what happens is you end up with a certain amount of money in taxable accounts that kicks off dividends and interest, and it's going to be a tax issue no matter what you do. Then you have your Social Security and and or pensions and rental income. So you have to calculate what your taxes are automatically, regardless of whether you take the money or not, because... If you have dividends paid to you on your stock and mutual fund portfolios and your taxable accounts, whether you spend it or not, it's taxable income. So what I like to do is say, okay, how much is my automatic taxable income and how much more can I take out of my IRAs right away once I retire in order to stay at the existing tax bracket? And in fact, on newfocusfinancial.com, there's a there's kind of a, a short shortened version of the long longer-term retirement boot camp that I do that shows people how you allocate things once you've done that tax planning. So what you have to do is change your thinking. A lot of people put off as long as possible taking money out of the IRA, but what you do is say, how much can I take out of this existing bracket? Um, Because there's a scenario that I show where you can have well over $100,000 of income and still be at a 15% federal bracket if you do it the right way. So always think about how much can I take out. If you don't need to spend it, convert it to a Roth IRA. Um, so 70 and a half is the forced rule, but you want to pre-plan and control your taxes over the long term. And what you do in terms of your income planning and how much you can pull out of your IRAs goes back into your asset allocation. The thing that I like about this is it's really not up for argument, and a lot of people have come up with their own rules, and they make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you want to be – I think you're leaning towards the word efficient, Tax efficient, tax efficient income planning. It's it's a really a longer term view of your tax planning rather than a shorter term. Some people take the short term view of saying, "What's the least amount of taxes I can pay this year and next year?" Right. Right. And they don't realize that if they do that in the future, they could increase their tax burden drastically, instead of trickling the tax burden out over the time over time. Um, so it's it's really important to to do that. And also, you know, it's it goes back into how you should invest during retirement. And that's where certain assets should be held. For example, in retirement, you typically want a lot of your normal, your corporate bonds, things like that in your retirement accounts, kicking off interest, paying you um, right away rather than being deferred. Let's go back in time, though. Let's go back to when you're 20, 30. In your IRAs, do you want income? Do you want dividend stocks in your IRAs or do you want them outside? When you're in 20, 30, what... What you want is growth. Right. You want to be dollar cost averaging into growth areas, so that means large cap, small cap, mid cap in the U.S., but also probably 25 to 30 percent overseas, with at least half of that exposure in emerging markets. So once you get done max, most people can't afford to max their 401k in and then invest outside of that. So all of that goes into your 401k. But when you start maxing out all of your retirement options and you have extra money to save. In your taxable accounts, that should be more of your longer-term, kind of broad, large-cap exposure. should be your taxable accounts. And then your small-cap, mid-cap, international, emerging markets, all of that should be held in your retirement accounts because they tend to have more turnover. 
when a foreign stock pays a dividend, it's not a qualified dividend necessarily in the U.S. So, again, you, you kind of want that in your retirement accounts. Um, so for younger people, once you are able to save outside your 401k, just you can look at some of the iShares, some of the core iShare ETFs, and buy those for free in, in, in your brokerage account. Back to the retired person and taking money out of an IRA and mm-hmm. efficiency doing it. One of the areas that I first learned when I got into the business many years ago was that old people don't like paying taxes. It was a weird statement. Someone come, came up to me and I was like, don't do any transaction. That's going to create a tax uh, liability for someone because old people don't like paying taxes. Yep. What do you think about that statement? Well, it's, it's true. I mean, there's a lot of um, still a lot of people that live through the tail end of the Depression that are alive today. And they're very, very wealthy, but they just live off their Social Security. And they literally will not draw on their accounts and increase their lifestyle because of that point they don't want to pay taxes. So sometimes you have to sit down with them and say, look, you've got all this money in an IRA or an annuity or whatever you bought, and if you take it out over time, you can control your bracket and be under 15%. If you leave it to your children um, and you leave your IRA to your kids, you leave your annuity to your kids, when they inherit it, they're going to pay taxes at their bracket. They're still working. They're making a high wage. So you can talk to them about how you leave money and show them that your kids are going to pay twice as much in taxes as you are. So if you're that person that is in retirement and you have assets that are growing that you're not using, you're lucky enough to have saved enough to have assets that you're just going to leave to your kids, you've got to realize how they're going to be taxed because most people want more money to go to their kids and their charity than to Uncle Sam. Smartest financial planner I know, CFP Chad Burton. You can meet Chad at an upcoming Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event. Find out more about those at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. There's some great stories out there today. Some days you're um, storied up, and some days you're not. One of the trends right now that I'm seeing is, remember when your phone was just a phone? It was like a flip phone at times, and yeah, you started adding address books in there. And now it's all about apps. Microsoft desperately tried to make a desktop that was app-driven. Didn't quite pull it off. The big app driver of the future very well could be the TV. There's a lot of stories right now going on about TVs and cars and next operating system, whether it be watch. But if you start thinking about your TV as an app or has apps in it, then you can start thinking about maybe we don't have to flip channels anymore. Maybe we have a CBS app, an ABC app, an NBC app, and you're good with that. Maybe we have, uh, do you see where we're going at sports app? I do think that's the direction they're going to try. No, 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 not they. Too many players to say they. Um, CBS loves right now. Remember that horrible, horrible show? And I know I'm going to upset people over the age of 50. I love Lucy. I didn't love Lucy. I didn't, I, in fact, I disliked Lucy. But CBS still makes money off that. That show is like 60 years old. I love Lucy and she loves me. Showtime Anytime has an app that they instantly like Chromecast by Google. It's a dongle that you plug in the HMI, wirelessly feeds content into your TV from your phone or from your computer. We're in. HBO Go, we're in. 
So a lot of the apps that you can get on your phone and watch content on your phone, they're now instantly porting to anything that can get into the TV. Apple's got them. Apple TV's got them. I think TV's going to look pretty different for my children than it does for me. I don't think it happens fast, and that's why I threw in the children comment. But I think 10 years from now, TV will look different, and then I think 30 years from now, it won't be a channel flipping experience. If you get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up tonight in San Rafael, Four Points by Sheraton. It's a retirement uh, boot camp workshop. Me, myself, and CFP Chad Burton. Sign up at robblack.com. Three thousand six hundred and sixty-four. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'm stunned by how naive people can be at times. And how we take our finances very, very, very um, privately. I'm typing an email to someone who, I used her and her husband as an example in the last year. They came to one of my Money 101 seminars. And they weren't in a good situation. He was living in San Jose with his wife and three kids. She was a stay-at-home mom. What's interesting to note was that they were looking for that silver bullet easy fix to... She was 35, he was 25. Second marriage for her, first marriage, I think, for him. Looking at that silver bullet of how do we get to retirement? They've saved nothing. In the city of San Jose, you are considered basically um, living below poverty at 77000 And he was making seventy with three kids and a stay-at-home mom. You know, they're not saving anything, so he's way behind. She's, no, she's way behind for her age, and he's got to wake up soon. He was working for Open Table, which was one of the things that I go, be careful, because that's a stock or a company that I see as potentially vulnerable. I don't know if Open Table is going to be around the day that I die. Um, they charge restaurants a lot of money. That's like why you'll see that. Companies like Chinese fast food, Chinese takeout, 
they won't use open table because they don't have the margins in their food to pay for a dollar to seat somebody. Now, again, am I trying to scare people? No. Is there a truth to this? Yeah. You need to be very pretty darn cautious, all things considered, with how you plan your family. One of the things that recently happened was OpenTable bought the booking system from Urban Spoon. And Urban Spoon was always that company that could potentially compete with OpenTable. So they basically bought their competition. They also picked up a company called ResBook. So they got stronger. OpenTable is going to provide booking systems for Urban Spoon's website and mobile apps. The deal comes as OpenTable faces increased competition from the likes of Yelp, which bought a reservation company called SeatMe. Open table's almost like Ticketmaster. So anyway, her husband wasn't making a lot, help desk service kind of guy. And I said, he should look for another job. And you should look for a job as soon as you can leave the kids. Again, daycare is expensive, so don't necessarily think that sending the, the sugar booger to work is going to equal savings. He found a better job at LinkedIn, and that turned out real well. So LinkedIn's done fantastic, and it's a lot closer to his house, so he gets to spend more time with his kids and probably give her a little bit of a break. And that's always nice, right? I like LinkedIn. LinkedIn's one of those Web 2.0 companies, very similar to Facebook in what they do, but their audience is more professional business. So he's making a little bit more money, but he's also getting stock options. It doesn't take away from the fact that even if you're making more money, that you're going to end up where you want to end up. You need to save 15% of your salary automatically. You need to have a budget. You need to have a plan. I have a budget. Let's say I make $10,000 a month in salary. Don't spend more than that. In fact, depending on whether I've paid taxes on that or not, (laughs) oh, good gosh, right? Federal taxes of 20 plus percent, state taxes of 10 plus percent, sales taxes of 10 percent. So if you earn 100K, you, you're down to like 60, maybe even less. So your dollar doesn't go as far. You have to know things like your age, when do you want to retire, your income, your budget, your assets. She's in a scenario where if he dies, or gets disabled, they literally are poverty. He's the sole breadwinner, so he needs disability insurance, and he needs term life insurance. If she's a stay-at-home mom, yeah, you need a little bit on that, but not as much as you need on him, at least 10 to 15 times the salary. Term's not that crazy expensive, because they look at him, and they go, he's 25. Let's get 20-year term. That'll be at 45, and then his kids will be growing up, and they won't be cash-dependent on him. And he's saving 15% of his salary. Um, let's just round him up to 100. That's 150000 That's $300,000 over 20 years, plus stock market returns. So then his wife would get his 401k if he were to die. And it's not as important to have term life after that 20 years. If you don't own a home, and like they're late, they're renting right now, so they're going to buy a home. So maybe they go 25 or 30 years with a term life. Because he's going to be working probably till 60. 
um, if not longer. So I need to know your cash. I need to know your options. I need to know rent or own. I need to know, do you get an inheritance? Do you not? Will the wife go back to work at some point? That's what retirement's all about, knowing these things and being honest and talking out loud about them. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up in San Rafael at Four Points by Sheraton tonight, 630 to 9. It's Retirement Boot Camp Workshop. It's fast, it's furious, it's informative. Myself and CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for the free event tonight in San Rafael at robblack.com. Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Let's go through and hit every story that we need to hit as hard as we can with a stick. That's a bad story. Bad story. S&P 500 climbs above 1,700 on stimulus bets. It's tough not to like that story to start off, right? Record highs. Break out the Maui Shandone. It's going to be a party. Today's going to be a rough day. If I have to celebrate the markets and do an event tonight on retirement planning, it's going to be a long day. So, we got the SP 500 up 16, the Dow up 116, the Nasdaq up 37, the 10 year Treasury sits at 2.68%, gold sits at 13.14 an ounce, oil still stubbornly high. Mm. 1700, 1700, we want 1750. Like, this is ridiculous, right? We're doing cheers for the stock market. Because basically, the Fed didn't do a lot yesterday. Um, I think they made their point a couple weeks ago when they said we're going to eventually taper. They're going to get back to that statement at some point. The Moto X is going to be reviewed today or previewed today. It's going to show us a little bit about Motorola. They paid $12.5 billion to be acquired by Google. Has it worked out for them? The newest flagship smartphone and the first product developed under Google's guidance. Google bought... Google bought Motorola for $12.5 billion in 2011. They've been running the company as a separate hardware unit since uh, 2012. And that's when Google installed Dennis Woodside as the new CEO of Motorola. And he's helped oversee, you know, bringing this pipeline out. Google introduced its three lackluster Droid-branded smartphones on Verizon. So last fall, it was kind of anemic, the launch they did. So pressure's on for Motorola to see what they come up with. 
We want to see some sort of fancy product, right? Um, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern Time, so 12 p.m. our time. Pressure's on. Will Moto X prove to be worth, you know, buying into a hardware company? Samsung's large Galaxy portfolio. Um, it's no small task. Google would love to have something that they can control without the customizations that you know companies like Samsung and Amazon do to their products. So Motorola could possibly compete on price. Tons of great features, direct support from Google. That would entice some, for sure. Some other stories to think about, to consider today. 30-year fixed-rate mortgages edges up to 4.39%. That's not on a jumbo. Jumbo's going to be higher. 30-year average is 3.55%. If you have someone you love, and you own a house, and you did a refinance, and you're the one who's in charge of all the financial decisions, or it just falls that way, you need to tell your spouse, look, we did a refinance, and it's under 4%, and if I get hit by a comet today, and you decide you want to move to Denver, because Denver's actually nicknamed Menver because of the high density of men there with good jobs, you might want to rent this place because we have a low mortgage. We have a very low mortgage rate. That mortgage rate is going to stick for another 29, 28 years whenever you did your refinance. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying, you know, consider it. There is a power of a low mortgage rate. Or at least I seem to think there is. Some other stories of note today. Probably my favorite. Brian Cranston and his co-stars were all smiles Wednesday night at the premiere of Breaking Bad. Guess who shows up? Warren Buffett. Took a couple photos there in Paul. Watched the first season. He said he, he binged on it. He's 82 years old and he said he got Netflix and he binged on Breaking Bad. So, Cranston and Paul, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Um, I'm so looking forward to it. I don't know if you are. But that starts up on the 11th, about 10 days from now. And that's going to be a bad Monday show for me, because I'll probably binge and watch the first eight episodes from last season. Just getting ready to consume the last eight episodes. Exxon Profit drops 57% on week refining. They earn $6.86 billion. And if you listen to like CNBC and Bloomberg Day, you'd almost be like, things are horrible, things are horrible. It's a couple bucks off its all-time high. If that were me, I'd take it. Yelp up 20% after earnings reports. You might remember earlier this week, I talked a little bit about Facebook and the great quarter that they had, and how Web 2.0 really grew up when Zuckerberg said a year ago, we have to be mobile. Because they were a desktop play. Now, I think they're a desktop play during the day. I think they're mobile during the evening. And I think there's some different angles that you could take with this. But Yelp up 20% after a great earnings report. When Facebook said, we have to be mobile, it opened the door for the Web 2.0 companies, like Yelp and LinkedIn and Facebook, to surge. So sometimes you can get a gift from a company that maybe you don't want to own. Because Facebook at 17, 18, very cheap. 24, 26, 28, cheap. 38, expensive. 
But if you're lo- if you're patient, maybe not so much. Apple shares are higher today. Jeffries raised its price target on the stock. Peter Meisick kept his rating on the stock at hold. He sees risks to Wall Street's current iPhone sales expectations for the December quarter. So Apple managed to beat investors' expectations for the iPhone sales in the June period. They're widely expected to launch the iPhone 5S in late September, and maybe sooner, the iPhone 5C, which will stand for color. They'll go towards low-end phones. Will they announce them in the United States, or will they just be emerging market type of phones? Job cut plans declined in July, as employers announced plans to reduce payrolls by 37,000, down 4.2%. It's according to the report from Challenger Gray and Christmas. Last month's total was 2.3% higher than a year ago. J.C. Penney says CIT report is untrue. Will J.C. Penney stay afloat? You might remember Ron Johnson left Apple and people got excited. I got excited. I wanted to see if he could do it. That would be the ultimate holy grail. If you could save a stink old company like J.C. Penney's from extinction in the day of Amazon and Walmart, I'd like to see that happen. And he couldn't do it. And J.C. Penney's is one of those companies that their suppliers need money. So there has to be this, this debt facility that J.C. Penney's helps supply. So that stock uh, slightly up today, but closer to its 52-week low. Um, and it just doesn't look good. You know, I'm sure your mom has said to you before, you don't look so good. You look a little pale. Um, that's how I would probably describe J.C. Penney. It's also known as Jacques Pony. Jacques Pony, the famous French retailer. Jobless claims fell to 326,000 rating. That's a good number. We've got a good show planned for you today. You can sign up for the event tonight in San Rafael, Four Points with Sheraton. It's a retirement workshop boot camp. CFP Chad Burton, myself, state planning attorney Michelle Lerman, spend two and a half hours getting you up to speed as much as we can on retirement issues. You can sign up at robblack.com. There's about 10 seats left. Sign up at robblack.com. Phillips commented. Online spending is still just a couple percent. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. These are the best of times. Market's doing great. I used to get an email from a guy named Al Shaw. I don't even know if that's his real name. It had like Al666SHAWXXX. And when the market's down, he would just be the first one to smell blood and start laughing and mocking and going, Market's going to 2000. Woo! Enjoy the ride! And that was his emails. I'm like, I'm putting a sound effect on them because they're written as a crazy person. One of the things I truly respect is that there are people out there who are crazy that I won't touch. I don't flick people off in the car. I've never flicked a person off in my life, ever. Because I fear you're going to pull a gun out and shoot me. So I'm not going to do it. There was that uh, ex-Wall Streeter in Texas who got cut off. So he shot the trucker. He was so insane that he shot him. For the record, I said trucker. Um, 
couple minutes later, he sees another person, shoots him because he's still mad the guy cut him off. I do not flick people off. I don't ask for trouble. At a bar, big guy wants to get mad at me. I'm like, okay, sorry, my bad. It's all good. Didn't mean anything. Love you. We're out having a good time. Thumbs up. Because I don't need to lose a tooth and pay for that. So I've got a big retirement boot camp coming up tonight. I hate these. I love them. I hate them. I got up today at midnight, looked at foreign markets. Okay, so that implies that I went to bed at 8 p.m. Yes. Couldn't get back to sleep until almost 3. Slept for another hour and a half, and it's going to be a long day. So tonight, going to do a retirement boot camp. What's the best way to generate income in retirement? You don't have to have bonds. There's alternatives. We'll talk about them. CFP Chad Burton from New Focus Financial, who does the show here every day on KDOW 1220 from 1 to 2, will be there. He'll talk about predicting retirement income needs. You know what? My, I have no clue. I have no clue what my retirement income needs are going to be. Am I going to live in the house and watch Jerry Springer? If my health stinks, sure. Am I going to finally get up and use my body and learn how to jazz dance? Maybe. I enjoy people who can dance, because I can't. Um, budgeting for taxes, inflation, and healthcare. We're going to talk about impact of taxes while maximizing income. Important. How to set up your 401k. If you have a choice of retiring at 62 or 70, the mathematical difference of waiting is critical if you live past 80. If you die at 70, whoops, should have taken it at 62. Teeter-totter. And you know how you can start playing that game is, look at your parents. How long do they live? My mom's pushing 80. Right? And if you're the dude of the relationship, dude, and you take it at 62, you just ripped off your spouse who may live to 80, 85. Because the survivor spouse benefits. So maybe you should have gotten a job. Because that's about what you get with Social Security. I know you're saying, I don't want to work at 60. I stink, but can't chew food well. That's fair. Okay, so there's four types of investors out there, in my opinion. No, no, no. There's four demographics. There's different types of investors. And this is what makes a show like this so difficult. There's the traditionalists, who were people born before 1946. The baby boomers, the Generation Xers, the millennials. I love the millennials, because I'm the Generation Xer. I love the millennials because they're young, fresh. I love them because they have the ability to shape the future. The baby boomers had a chance in the 60s and 70s with free love and anti-government, but they sold out as soon as their home went up in value and started driving BMWs. Generation X is going to work pretty darn hard. We were growing on, we were showing Sesame Street. I look at what kids are watching now on TV. I'm like, good God, you do have it good. I had Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, and the electric company. Started getting into MTV, personal computers. I was influenced by watching parents get divorced, not mine, but others. Baby boomers, their parents probably stayed married till the day they died. AIDS was a big influence in my life, seeing how dramatic healthcare can be. Um, 
Whereas traditionalists, they had you know the GI Bill, they had the Great Depression, they had Pearl Harbor, they had the New Deal. You know, Millennials Day, they know terrorism, they know crappy economies, they know climate change, they know violence. Baby boomers, you know, they had it all. Watergate, women's civil rights movements, sex, drugs, rock and roll, oil embargo. Sound like a Billy Joel song all of a sudden. So when you give financial advice, you've got to give different financial advice to different groups. You know, um, for a millennial, the best thing I can do is say, watch your spending. I've been there. Marry wisely. I've been there. Know that when you have children, they're expensive. Know that the best thing you can do when you're a millennial, when you're under the age of, you know, if you were born between 80 and 95, the best thing you could probably do is max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Or if you're in California, and again, this $60,000 sounds like a lot of money. If you're in Iowa, like you are the king of Iowa on $60,000. They actually anoint you the king of Iowa. Now, keep in mind, Iowa's got also a vampire king, a werewolf king, and they've got other things which are problematic. But you are the king. Now, you know, for Generation Xers, at this point in time, it's time to get serious. You should have somewhere between forty and 100000 minimum. Otherwise, you're probably going to work till the day you die. Baby boomers, you may want to stay in the workforce as long as you can and stop, you know, the idea of drawing down on your 401k or starting Social Security early. Baby boomers entered the workplace when phone calls, letters, and meetings were the only communication. So you got to give them advice face-to-face. They want that. They don't necessarily want an email relationship. I'm totally good. You know, all my financial accounts online, totally good with that. You can email me financial advice. I'm good with it. Generation actors are skeptical of institutions. Millennials are willing to judge institutions independently and on their own merit. Traditionalists, the older part of our society, they're loyal. They shouldn't be with Smith Barney anymore. No way. Morgan Stanley. They shouldn't be with Merrill Lynch. Never be with Ameriprise or LPL. If you are, you're getting less than dynamic investment advice, in my opinion. Consultant broker advisor for taking action on anything, as I mentioned. So, know that you're a different investor, and that's one of the reasons shows like this fail. So, you need to hear what you need to hear in it. Let's take a little bit of a break. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up tonight. Come watch me crash as I'm sleep-deprived. I learned there's a big difference between sleep-deprived and sleep-depraved. Big difference in a letter or two. Um, sign up for the event tonight. Four points with Sheraton, 630 to 9 retirement workshop at robblack.com To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So I'm bringing a gaggle of CFPs to the event tonight, three of them to be 
for sure if you want to talk to a CFP and ask questions. Be courteous of other people there. It's one of the reasons I try not to get people to sign up five straight times or six straight times or seven straight times. Um, you can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's free tonight in San Rafael, Four Point Sheraton. It's the only time I get to Marin every year. Someone asked me yesterday if I'd do a Money 101 in San Francisco. And if you want me to do an event in your area, email me and let me know. Because last time I did an event in San Francisco, very poorly attended. So I've been kind of apathetic. Um, and that's one of my favorite words, apathy. You can't be apathetic with your money. You can't be apathetic with your retirement. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers, see how we're doing. We're in record territory. It's nice, right? SP 500 up 17. Dow's up 125. The NASDAQ up 37. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. I want to talk a little Justin Bieber. His popularity is hitting an all-time high. He's incredibly sheltered. Also hitting an all-time high right now is desire for real estate stocks, companies like Rheology, um, companies like Century 21, Silver Bay Realty, um, all IPOs in the last year, Nation Star Mortgage, um, American Residential Properties, Aviv Reed. Um, some home builders have recently come public. Sign of froth that could end very, very badly. Bieber, all-time high, and he's cocky. He's going through airport security without a shirt on. I'd short Bieber. I'd short Bieber, too. And I'd short I, Taylor Swift. I'd short Bieber. I'm a little, like, nation started mortgage. Stock's up 150% in the last year. Real estate and property offerings are up 40% in IPOs. Is that a sign that, like, it's too enthusiastic right now? Here's another sign. I heard a radio person... Um, a finance show where the guy said, well, it's, a, it's, it's one of these REITs. It's a um, mortgage REIT, okay. which essentially, you know, you, you got to do the loans, you package them up, you sell it. They use leverage. But he said, but these mortgages are backed by the government, so essentially they're very, very safe. I tell you what, you get a, a jump in interest rates, the Fed starts to exit the bond buying program, and anything that's leveraged that's tied to a high income could fall 10 to 20% in a week. Right. So there is froth there. There's froth in U.S. basic commercial real estate altogether right now. Um, RWR, which is a typical ETF that kind of invests in the overall REIT market, um, pretty high P/E ratio, historically low dividend yield right now. Um, the good thing about the commercial REIT industry is that you don't have, you didn't have the the give loans to anybody that could breathe type of a scenario. Um, so the thought there is that eventually they'll recover and the income can go higher. Um, but there is some froth. I think that people ignore looking outside of the U.S. So, for example, the, the U.S. only REIT index, and all a REIT is, remember, is a publicly traded stock. They, they deal with real estate or mortgages. And what makes them a REIT is they have to pass on 90% of their net income. That's, it's a different type of structure for a corporation. There's RW, I think it's RWX, which is... Um, yeah, it's the International Real Estate Index. Um, and you can see the comparison on the, on the two of those where you have still a higher yield. But at the same time, it's, um, you've got a rising U.S. dollar at this point in time, and, and overseas the, their currency is falling, which makes it something that you might want to average into. But there's some higher yield potentials that, are, that could be uh, had overseas when it comes to real estate. So there's a trend right now where real estate got hit pretty hard during 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. And there's been a recovery. 
I think it's gone a little bit too far, and we see it in the issues market of what's coming to public in the last year. Very similar to there was a trend in the 90s on the Internet. And then every mom and pop, you, know, you and I know people who quit jobs, six-figure jobs, so they could start a dot-com, and they were too late. Mm-hmm. They came late to the party. There was already too much froth. Um, it's something you have to be very, very cautious about when you see, like, um, I saw Phoenix Real Estate up 40% year over year. Now, again, it's still not where it was in 2006, but people are speculating. Be careful chasing speculation. What's interesting is that it's the cash buyers right now that are coming in and and creating the multiple bids. Uh, So it's not just people that could breathe and get a loan. So it's a different type of, uh, again, we're not anywhere near where we were, so there's some ways to go. I'm hearing the man on the street wants real estate. That's what I'm getting at. And, like, Justin Bieber is surrounded with people who just, they're yes people. You're the greatest thing ever. You can do whatever you want. You know, you're, you're all that in a bucket of chicken. And real estate, you're surrounded by people who are like, yeah, real estate always goes up. It's a great investment. You're using other people. To, like, they, they throw out this unrealistic world. I just think both spiral out of control and both end badly unless you do your homework. Be very cautious about real estate. Treat it like a liability. Don't treat it like an asset. And realize it cycles. I mean, 10 to 13-year cycles. So. Every five to seven years, you get a pretty decent correction in real estate. Um, it just tends to be more painful uh, because it's a leveraged asset, and you get scared when there's leverage involved. So if you're going to do it, do it the right way. Have plenty of reserves. Put a nice amount down so you have positive cash flow. We kind of switch from REITs, which you can buy you know, in your portfolio, to residential real estate or rentals. So it's two different animals. Um, both are attractive. You know, Back to REITs, though, Rob. Sure. We used to talk about this, and we always used to say, well, you want 5 to 10% of your portfolio in REITs. Well, now REITs, because so many investors started investing in them, these companies started to grow and eat up and merge, now a lot of the indexes that you buy own REITs inside of it. So it's not, just as, it's, it's not as important now to go out and own a REIT mutual fund or a REIT ETF as it was in the past, because now they're a part of the indexes. So things change. That is CFP Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. We're just trying to make you think. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So, big event tonight in real estate. No, not in real estate. In San Rafael. Uh, it's time to be tired. It's a workshop tied towards retirement. Um, it's free. It's informative. It's fast. Uh, we do a break where you you know, write down questions, and we try to answer as many as we can. You can reach out to us online at robblack.com, robblack.com to sign up for it. CFP Chad Burton does a show here on the station from 1 to 2 every day. I'm actually going to be sitting in for him today if I'm able to pull it off. I would be very cautious on financial relationships. You have to find out, is there a conflict? How do they get paid? Are they a fiduciary? Most answers will scare you. Uh, I know people that give advice on mortgages and real estate that aren't college educated. And I'm not saying a college education is the only way to go. But I remember in 2006, there was this old hag speaking at a, a development complex. And she's like, real estate always goes higher. Because, yeah, she's been exposed to California and you know, from 1980, it was kind of a golden age of real estate for sure. But it doesn't mean it always goes higher. And it doesn't mean it's appropriate for everyone. One of my very good friends, her father, 
had a house for years and years and years in California. It had some nice equity in it. That's nice appreciation. So he refinances and buys another house. Hey, things are good. 2000 go, 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 go. Refinances, does it again. He now has enough money to sell out and retire. But no, no. He refinances and does it again. And on his third investment property, he goes bankrupt, which caused his second investment property to bankrupt, which caused his first investment property to bankrupt, which means he's renting as a 55-plus-year-old man. He had the horrible consideration that his wife had a stroke. So not only did he have enough to retire, take care of his wife, and uh, leave money for the kids, now it's all gone because he got stupid. Because he listened to people in the industry who was like, real estate always goes higher. If, if the event that's trying to get you to become an investor is on a boat, and you're going to go on a cruise with these people, don't do it. If you get pitched something that sounds too good to be true, don't do it. Don't. The millionaire makers, there's a financial coach that I know, and she's criminal. It's sad and it's pathetic. You know, they'll say, call my office and get a copy of what millionaires do to make money. And get my copy of the book for free. All you do is pay a little shipping and handling. So it's like three or four bucks on shipping and handling. But wait, 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 wait. There's some fine print. In 30 days, you owe that book back to them. Or it's $300. And getting a, a place to send it, almost impossible. Trying to cancel it, almost impossible. So if you ever get in a scenario where someone's taking your credit card, and you can't get out of a deal... The book was only free for 30 days. Are you kidding me? It's $2. You you self-published it. Not even a a respectable publisher did it. You did it. Vanity Press. That's the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. So be cautious. What I would do at that point in time is call the credit card company and just cancel the card. If you ever get into a scenario where you can't pay for something... Or they won't let you out of the contract. Or you have to say very specifically, um, I want out of this contract on this date, at this time, I'm raising my right hand. If they make you like jump through hoops to do it, call, call the credit card company. And then at that point in time, get in touch with your attorney general. Think of it coming up tonight, San Rafael Marin. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's retirement boot camp workshop. No push-ups involved. Just hardcore thoughts on retirement and estate planning. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Percent to 3,665. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Starting to lose a little steam as the show goes on. It's a record day on Wall Street, on the Dow and the NASDAQ. Not so much, but it's nice to see. I'm glad you're rewarded for sticking through the recession. Hopefully you continue to invest on a regular basis. 
Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.68%. It's going to be tough. I've already seen home sales struggle on contract signings in June as the 30-year mortgage started to move higher based on the economy improving, based on the Fed may start to raise short-term interest rates. That's going to be something the Fed has to manage because if they start raising rates or if they cut quantitative easing and, and mortgage rates go high, it could stall the economy again. So it is a very difficult scenario. Joining me now, Michelle Lerman from Lerman Law. You can find her online at LermanLaw.com. Michelle, what type of attorney are you? I'm an estate planning attorney, so I help people plan what would happen if, God forbid, something happened to you when you walk out of your office or drive your car. Um, Also, what would happen if you were incapacitated? Let's say that um, you just couldn't control your assets anymore. You age and and you want to hand things over to a child or an advisor. So it's called an estate planning attorney, and I'm a certified specialist, meaning that I'm actually certified by the California State Bar in this field. They have a board of uh, legal specialization that uh, that handles that, a full-day exam, uh, more continuing education. So this is what I do. I live and breathe living trusts, wills, probate trusts. So who needs an estate planning attorney? We all know you commit a crime, you need a criminal attorney, you buy real estate, you use a real estate attorney to make sure everything's in line. Who needs the death attorney? Why not just die? (laughs) A death attorney. It's actually a life attorney. It's called a living trust because if you're incapacitated, you are going to be living with this estate plan. A lot of times there's family feuds uh, going to court over assets during your lifetime. So it's really interesting. It's actually not a not a death attorney. It's a life and death attorney. But who needs an estate plan? Most people need an estate plan. If you have any assets at all, you need an estate plan. And at a minimum, even if you don't have a lot of assets, you need a health care directive. Okay. Um, so the health care directive is, you know, what's going to happen to me if I can't make my own health care decisions? So I'd say everybody pretty much needs an estate plan. Before I was able to afford an attorney, I told my friend, if I ever get immobilized, just you know, pull the plug on me or put a pillow on my face. That's not a very good health care directive, is it? No. <laughs> and the California Medical Association has a printed health care directive form. So you can often get it from your physician or just download it and fill it out. It's important to have. Is that something you need someone to watch and legitimize? Yes, it has to be, uh, you want it to be notarized. Sometimes notarized. it's witnessed. Gotcha. Okay. That's easy to do, though. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. So what are you going to be talking about tonight at the Four Points Sheraton 639 Estate Planning and uh, Retirement Boot Camp Workshop? Well, as asset values are going up, and wow, that's pretty incredible news with the stock market as high as it is, there is more to worry about with estate planning. So we're going to focus on the five biggest problems created by this up market and how to solve them simply. Okay. And is it a simple matter or is it complicated? A lot of people overcomplicate it, and that's what we're going to talk about it uh, tonight. But it really can be simple. It could be as simple as going online and downloading a will form and filling it out. Uh, living trusts are relatively simple, and if you own real property or if your assets are more than $150,000, 
then that's time to start thinking about whether you need a living trust also. But it really doesn't have to be complicated. Okay. Is there anything else that we need to know about about tonight's event? Well, I'm excited to see everybody um, there. Your events are always great, stimulating, important, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing everybody there, and I'll be speaking about estate planning and critical information that everyone should know. Thanks very much. See you tonight. That's Michelle Lerman. You can find her at LermanLaw.com. It's LermanLaw.com. We live in complicated times, and I highly recommend um, that you get out there and educate yourself as much as possible about the wealth that you created on how to protect it from taxes, the wealth that you created on how to protect it from downdrafts in the economy, the wealth that you created on how to protect it in case you die or your spouse dies or you decide that you don't want to pass it all on to your children upon death and probate, that you want to have a plan that could be executed as a trust. Um, Paris Hilton is an exa- exa- excellent example. Would you have wanted her to get all of her money when she turned 18? Probably not. So she probably would have run out of all of her money. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, Exxon, profit plunges 57%. That doesn't get, I'm not down on that. China's PMI reading was one of showing growth. The Eurozone PMI showed growth. U.S. economy is doing okay. Now, again, it's getting a lot of support, artificial support. It's not go out and get a job, young man. It's go out and get a job, and we're going to lower interest rates on everything from houses to cars to credit to corporate borrowing. I'd like to see that go away. But while it's good, it's very, very good. Higher open today was aided by global market rally. S&P 500 is above 1,700 for the first time ever. You, You can't be crazy. You can't fight capitalism over a period of time. Over the short term, yeah, you, you can have a, any conspiracy theory you want. Just don't sell out and give up over the long term. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. Going to be at the Four Points Sheraton tonight for a workshop on retirement boot camp. Sign up at robblack.com, 630 to 9 tonight. Opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates or low... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.